Good morning, everybody. It's We Are Live. We're live in St. Louis, Missouri. That's uh, Grand Center, everybody. Midcoast Media's studio right here. And uh, we're ready to rock, everybody. Let's roll. Tommy the intern's here. Good morning, Tommy. Hi. Make that face again. Make it. Cut his mic. Cut his camera. Who's Mike? Who's Travis Strell's already rolling his eyes. He's in New York. What's up, dude? I thought it was my phone. No, it was my computer. Good morning, Travis. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Gotten off to a weird start. How you guys doing today? Better now, buddy. Good morning. Chris Gardner's here. He's a producer. He controls the stream. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, gentlemen in St. Louis. And good morning, my revolutionary in Brooklyn, New York. And good morning... Walnuts. Walnuts. W A L N U T. Throw it up, Chris. Mm. Throw it up. Mm -mm -mm. Lots to get to today. Meh. How we doing? Chris, throw it up. Do it, Chris. Throw it up. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. Do the three finger. Come on, do it. Ooh. Kind of what weird. Is that? What are your fingers? There's like a weird finger did, thing. Did you break uh, that finger? I've done a lot. <laughs> uh, Travis Terrell, uh, how are you this morning? Let's let's break it down. You've got your uh, your AOC Army slogan behind you, and you're uh, you're looking feisty today. How are you? It's internet. I'm internet. So bear with me because I'm having trouble. Like not freezing up on you. Oh, okay. it's gonna Great be a good day. Face off. Good day for face off. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna disappear for five seconds. Don't talk about me behind my back, okay? Oh, I won't be behind your back. You can access it on the stream anytime you want. There it goes. He doesn't know how to access the stream. Uh, today, we'll, <laughs> when Travis comes back, he'll trav you the it, uh, it, Brooklyn it. Bridge Park. Uh, on the show, we've got Karen Shoulders from Circus Floor. That's a very cool event that's uh, about three blocks that way at the Big Top uh, each and every year. Matt F. Bosler stopping by. He's a musician. He's going to play the song Smooth 20 times at Off-Broadway this weekend. Mm -hmm. The Knuckles will be opening up for that show. Oh, really? Uh, it will be lit, indeed. Uh, we've got Fair Foul today, as usual. We even have a melee today, and uh, <laughs> we'll see how everybody's feeling about that. In just a moment, Travis Sorrell, do we have you? Uh, it's a new one. It's Start a new talking one. to him. What's oh, up, Trav? Is that a different one? Yeah, that's a different one because he moved yeah. for a second. Uh, uh, we're still working on it. I think we might oh, have got it. Oh, get, a, get, get this one. I too. got it. I cool. got it. We're good. Because he starts moving and then he stops. Now, we're good. Now, he's not so good. I like just emotionless, stuck he Travis. dead in his eyes. Look <laughs> just look at that. It looks like a hurt soul. Look mm -hmm. what New York is doing to him. Yeah. yeah. You can just finally breaking him. Just look a lot at a person's eyes and their face. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to talk to Matt Bosler later. He's again, Travis, you there? Yeah. Hello, everyone. We were talking about how dead you look in the eyes. <laughs> what is that? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> New York's changed you, man. You used to be so full of life. I. I'm just out here living my life like it's golden. Mm. That is all. Okay. I'm very happy to be here today. I heard we have a guest. 
We have a couple. We've got Karen from Circus Flora, and uh, I'm going to ask her for a job. I'd like to clean up after the performers. feel like it'll be uh, fulfilling, and uh, it'll give me reason to push forward. And Matt F. Bosler, who's playing smooth 20 times at Off-Broadway this weekend, Travis. How awesome is that? It's, it, but I feel like we've seen this before. This is, um, he did I thought this has happened a couple years ago. He did it last year. I think they played it 12 times. This year, they'll for the 20th anniversary, hmm. they're playing 20 times. And the knuckles will. Oh. I guess I got to go listen to the song smooth. Oh, Matt will, I'm sure Matt will walk us through the lyrics while he's here and kind of break it down. So we'll understand. <laughs> Is it? So are they going to just play smooth 20 times the same way, or are they going to play it 20 times different ways? Ooh, we'll find out. Well, you're going to need to ask that in the interview. Use your, utilize those journalism skills yeah. here. That's a good question, though, Travis. Uh -huh. That's fair. Okay. And then you said Circus Flora. There's a circus in St. Louis? Mm -hmm. Three blocks from here. What? Yeah, at the big top. Okay. Like with animals and, and acts and people flipping off trampolines? No, save, flowers. Save those, save those questions. Yeah. Karen Shoulders okay. can answer that at 845. Your intuitions are good, though, Travis. They are. I like it. He's on it. It's, it's going to be a good show. Uh, for Fair or Foul today, we have a, uh, a very close-to-home topic, and we'll give away a kick-ass prize, a 30-minute massage yeah. to Soulshine Barefoot Massage Therapy. What's the uh, topic today, Gardner? Puppet shows. Oh, no. That's a terrifying image. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Puppet show, since we have our own little puppet maker, a little puppet master, Tommy Marbles in here. Mm -hmm. uh, no, Tommy Pebbles. Pebbles. Tommy yeah. Pebbles, I'm sorry. Thanks, it was Zach revealed Arnett. yesterday yeah. that uh, our intern makes puppets. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. We didn't say no there was. No one said there was. We just want to know more. Just revealed oh, that. I am. I am saying something. That it, is, it is wrong. Let me be very clear, Tommy. You are a troubled freak, and it is disturbing <laughs> that at your age... You spend more than a half an hour creating something like a puppet. Wait, wait, Travis, where's your, where's your, where's your fellowship? Was with, with, with who? <laughs> they, you see, they, you see, they do it for a living, and they do it to entertain children. What is Tommy's objective when he creates a puppet? I have a question for you. Oh, no. okay. When, was Jim Henson immediately getting paid to make puppets, or do you think he started it? in his garage and he just had fun and he pitched an idea to like uh pbs do you think that's how it went or do you think well, jim he, henson or do you was think a filmmaker and yeah, also a creator and he yeah, wanted he, to introduce it to the neighborhood kids yeah, but he and something puppets. that he wanted to also but he did it also with a purpose he did it to tell stories and teach children about different types of culture and different types of communities so he had an objective at the end of the day. He didn't just have a puppet that he played with in the dark by himself. Why? Because he couldn't you get a date. You didn't ask my objective. You just asked if I built them. So that, no, you said yesterday. But no, yesterday you said specifically that you just, you just did it for yourself because it was fun. You just did sure, last week. Said, oh, I did one last week because it was fun. It was fun to do because I wanted to play with everybody by myself. But, but what was the origin? The origin was children's theater. No, it, 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 no. But were you a child That's at the exactly, time? That's exactly. You have no idea, Travis. I was a child. I'm a child now, but I was 16 then. So you were you were doing it for your own use. So if it was for children's theater that in which you were a part of, I was not exactly doing charity work. I was in Thank Cinderella. You. Oh Christ! This is. I wore a couch. Oh, man. This is what, <laughs> this, what this is what we've worked. This is what we've worked four years to do, every day. I'm not saying we should Travis bully Tommy. I'm not, I'm not trying to bully him. 
I, I'm not like trying it. to bully Tommy at all, but I am give bullying me, you just because you should be better than that. You're giving like me if you're going to do the high school. Hmm. Oh, it's so oh, tough wow. for you being an intern at a media company in St. Louis. Oh, Things are rough for you there, Tommy. He's doing Life's it again. hard. Yeah, yeah he, I am. And he used St. Louis as a as a derogatory term there. Also. I know did he did. Pick I up know on he that? did. Yeah, he was. Typical St. Louis and taking offense to something someone on the East Coast says. 810. Not surprised. 810. Please mark yeah. that down for the first condescending remark of his hometown. Hey, his hometown. Hey, at least helicopters aren't crashing here. Oh. Hey, 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 oh. hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey. Ooh. Hey. I'll say hey. You survived? Hashtag New York Pump. Strong. How'd you do? Did you mark hey, yourself pump. safe on Facebook? <laughs> pump the brakes. Bump the brakes, St. Louis. No. Hey, speaking of, speaking, no, of, speaking no. of bashing St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, Gardner, you did yesterday. Gardner, you don't have uh, ability for me to have a close-up, do you? On the camera? Uh, oh, boy. Possibly. Hey, let's watch it. Here we go. Let's see here. You ready for this? All right. Okay. So uh, this is my big, my big moment. So yesterday, Travis... Um, does a thing where he disparages a local treasure in media. Uh, Jim the Cat Hayes tweeted something out on uh, the other night talking about civic something or another. Uh, very obviously being a smartass, Travis went in on him for a while. And uh, last night at 9.43 p.m., I don't know if we can see this. Eh, it's all jacked up. I have a missed, up. Yeah, it is. I got a missed call from... Jimmy the Cat Hayes at 9.43 p.m. Central Standard Time. All right, Gardner, that's good. Why did we need that? Uh, Well, because Travis made the comment yesterday morning. I meant the close-up. About that. Uh, So (laughs) so people would do that. Boy. uh, Good job, Tommy. I I, I don't know know what's happening anymore. Uh, uh, So Travis says this about Jimmy the Cat Hayes yesterday, and we worked through it immediately. I'm thinking I'm going to have to go to bat for a guy in New York who doesn't give two dams about anything that's happening in St. Louis right now or the fires he creates in this uh, great Midwestern city. It's very cowardly. Very cowardly. <laughs> very cowardly. He's, uh, you know, he's a lot like uh, his favorite president with the drone strikes. He's just like, you know, he'll press a button and whatever happens, happens. Here we go. Okay, okay, all right. <laughs> so I can write Oh, no, oh, right. no I can't. Oh, we can't bring all up track right. records? All okay. All right. Hey, what's the time stamp? I got I to gotta write that down for Chris. What's that? I don't know. Whatever the opposite is of what Travis does. 1345. 1345. Uh, so I have a missed call from Jimmy the Cat Hayes on the day that Travis Trell mentions him on the show in the first time forever. Turns out it was uh, it was a butt dial. But mm. I just wanted to know, Travis, people, they're out there. Some kind of cosmic connection made that happen. And I think that was the world's way of putting you on notice. I'm glad. That means more people need to tune into this show and hear our opinions because they matter so damn much. They do. We've spent <laughs> we've spent ten minutes discussing puppets and letting the intern talk ninety percent more than the rest of us. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. If it was a cosmic thing, it would have butt dialed him. No, because uh, Travis doesn't handle his own problems. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there it is. Nor he's do I hand out my numbers to everybody that I meet. 
I think I'm older. You just give yes, out you my have. you give out my personal email <laughs> to everybody you meet. <laughs> no, that's, that's hard to argue. Uh, <laughs> Billy Fatpants says, "Eat shit, Travis." <laughs> it's difficult to make fun of Tommy now that we know he was in a wheelchair <laughs> playing with sock puckets, puppets, <laughs> Danny. No, he's still very egotistical. Now and, I'm a and weirdo. A terrible it's cool. person. It's it's good. Hey, I'm not terrible. Ah. <laughs> now, Damn. for the next forty-seven minutes, Tommy's gonna be real mad. Mm. 40 ni- 70 minutes? How long? Mm. We'll get to it. Mm. Fair or foul today? Ooh, that's <laughs> aggressive Tommy today. I like this show. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is getting out of hand. Uh, fair or foul today? We'll give you uh, a massage if you win the, uh, the email competition in which we vote on. Uh, what's the melee today? And I feel like uh, Tommy's the only one qualified to, uh, to really vote on this because I feel like it's a challenge you at issue as well. Mr. Gardner, what do we have? Well... Basically, who would win a fight between Justin oh Bieber and Tom Cruise? Who would win a fight between Justin Bieber and Tom Cruise? This is after the uh, challenge they both was, have big noses. was issued. <laughs> Again, by that's Bieber. racist as hell. As, I just, <laughs> I don't know. as, as Tommy says, I'm not a horrible person. <laughs> the first thing he does is make fun hey of the physical Hey, that big turn. nose, how you doing? What the okay. hell? Tommy so, has contributed so much to society as much be- between these two guys. Mm-hmm. You uh, haven't either. Oh, I know I haven't. I'm not on, I already know I'm not on Bieber's level. Now, I'm close to catching up to Tom Cruise. No, you're not. But I'm nowhere near no, Justin Bieber's level. So uh, You've so, never made a iconic volleyball scene in a movie like Tom Cruise. Travis. Or a movie. Hey. That yeah. was rude. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. you, Travis. That was rude. Um, so that's the uh, the melee. Also, um, there was a tweet last night kind of relating to this that I wanted to get to. Oh, oh I made boy. the call, by the way. Uh, let's see what you have and then we have other stuff. Oh, God. Justin Bieber is 25. Tom Cruise is 56. Challenge an actor 31 years older than you to a fight. I'll go first. Oh, boy. Sam Waterston, you're a punk and due for an ass beating. Name the place. <laughs> and, of course, my challenge has now been issued to... John Larroquette. <laughs> I rounded up nice. for me and went to 71 because okay. we're approaching 40. All right. Um, if I stay at 39, then uh, uh, you ready to fucking fight Robert De Niro or Al Pacino? <laughs> uh, you ready? But I wanted to take on John Larroquette at a St. Louis bus station considering the setting of the John Larroquette show, a St. Louis bus terminal. So I think that would be a perfect setting for our duel. I got, uh, I got one. Liam Neeson. Who's yours, Chris? Liam Neeson. Oh, no. Hope you don't like those orbitals, boy. <laughs> They're about to get crushed. I have, uh, I have Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. You could... I would never fight Tom Hanks. Yeah, I, know. I would never let, I'm trying... I would let Tom Hanks kick my ass all over the city. I would oh, never, man. ever lay my hands what on if Tom, Tom Hanks. What Never. if Tom Hanks got a little bit of a mean streak in him and after he's done whooping your ass, he like pisses on you. <laughs> he's a bad guy. Kicks you in the ribs I'll... one more unnecessary time, unzips, and just lets it fly. He just goes, uh, there's a snake in my boots, bitch. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm going to go with Liam Neeson, and I'm going to be like, ah, oh, you play a real tough guy at all those movies, huh? Really tune him up. Really tune him up for the culture, Travis. For the culture. He's going to look at you like a black man and kill your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I could switch it up and beat Denzel's ass. Ooh. 
No, nah, you ain't whooping Denzel. He was a, he was the equalizer. That ain't happening. I'll put his teeth out. Bruce Willis, you can get it too. Mm-hmm. I've got a nice crop of of old man badasses. Bad. Yeah. Jeff no, Bridges. I think most of your I think most of your opponents, Chris, are just going to show up on a basketball court, and then you're just going to be like, "I'm good, guys." I, Raise your hand if you've dunked a basketball in your life. Nope, nope. You doesn't. didn't say on what level. Oh, <laughs> damn it! Thank <laughs> it, thank uh, it, I, uh, What about Richard Gear? What if I got him in a actually, What if I got him in a headlock and be like, "Say the gerbil thing was real." <laughs> which Which one? What if he did I? that and a gerbil pooped out of his butt? <laughs> you punched him right in the gut. <laughs> oh my god it's true <laughs> i like i like he just looks up yeah I, I if you go with liam neeson though i want you to use the line right before it goes down of hey let's see those particular sets of skills here <laughs> yeah what do you got you yeah. old fuck <laughs> that's what i want Damn. who do you got i i'm ch- i'm cho- i'm what's the word you're i'm cut between two people i can't decide if i want to go for sean penn or jim carrey I think you Sean would appreciate a, a Jim Carrey ass whooping better because Sean Penn, he's going to pull a we'll knife or a sawed off shotgun. He's not going to fight fair. At least yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, but Sean yeah. Penn is someone that I would really. Do you want I Am Sam, Sean Penn? Well, no, is that's that... just me. No, what's the movie he was in when he was young? <laughs> Milk. Where he was in prison. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking <laughs> it becomes about? becomes a hate uh, crime because he's playing Harvey Milk. Um, what do we have? The movie. Dead Man Walking. Is it? Yeah, that's it. Is Dead it? Man Walking. He, okay, yeah. Do they so have to one. play a character you choose? That would be fun. The othering <laughs> character? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, who? I would fight the mask then. Oh, if I'd it's be between good. Jim Carrey See, and Sean Penn. See, if you're fighting Jim Carrey, though, I mean, you know, we know Jim Carrey. He's we, large. We know who he is. Yeah, like, he is. He's crazy. He's the, type yeah. of, he's the type of guy that as you're punching him, you, he's just laughing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it'd be reminiscent of the Bat- Batman and yeah. uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, no, he's a lot more chill now. He... He'd be punching me, but he'd be giving me life advice as well. <laughs> Depends on what he'd meds be, he's taking. He'd be painting the whole thing as he's going along. Uh, Sean in the comments says, Brad Pitt. I don't know if you want those hands, man. Yeah, no, Brad, I don't think he want to mess with Brad Pitt. He, For a yeah, small he's guy, a I bet he's, boy. Yeah, I bet he's, uh, he's fine. I do love, that's the best part of that. He threatened to give Harvey Weinstein a Missouri ass feeding. Hmm. That was, it's like, it was okay, there's still some good people yeah, out there. It depends on what that means. It yeah. depends on what county you're in. Uh, Black Sheep asks uh, if Travis would have to fight Tom Hanks on a giant piano. <laughs> That's good. That is very good. Uh, Kick his ass while playing chopsticks. Yeah. Yeah. Would you take offense if I chose Jeff Bridges as my matchup? No, it's okay. You'd be okay with that? Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson also on my list. Oh. You ain't you. You that's that's you. Would I wouldn't never. That's just a terrible. Don't terrible open mistake. up that. Michael Keaton, Jeff Goldblum, Kevin Costner, Jeff Goldblum. I don't know. He seems scary. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Samuel Goldblum. Jackson has been Samuel Jackson has been sober ten times longer than Gardner. So I can only imagine the what he has pent up. So I would tread lightly there. And a lot of those actors as well. A lot of those folks are now sober and they haven't had drinks or smoke mm-hmm. in many decades. So I would it. tread Good lightly. Point. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum would kick your ass and then take your girlfriend as well. Yes. That's who Jeff he would Goldblum bang your he would like bang your girlfriend on top of your passed out body. All right. So Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> so I just so, that's what Jeff Goldblum would do. Here's my grouping of people that are straight up seventy. I'm going off being thirty nine mm-hmm. currently. Yeah, all those guys are ones I should be fighting, um, by the way. Robert De Niro. 
punk ass bitch. Mm. Oh God. Oh boy. Mm. Helen Mirren. Mm. You re- Helen Mirren. Hey, I'm this pass is a, on that no, one. not gonna yeah. do that. Harrison Ford. Ben Kingsley. Oh, no. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Couldn't take he, him. Uh, Harrison Ford. Douglas. Harrison Ford wouldn't even take out his stupid earring to beat your ass. <laughs> Nope. Where are you going to fight me? A plane, because I know you'll crash, you idiot. Yep. Uh, Michael Douglas, Ian McKellen, Al Pacino, Glenn Close, who some say I look like in certain lighting. Be like that yeah, Spider-Man you look like meme. a 70-year-old man. Ant Gardner, oh come on. Christopher Walken. Jesus. Can you imagine me fighting Christopher Walken? Yeah, you'd lose. I'd just, I, I think he would go Greek style, with. too, on you. Yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. That, that's the thing. Like, what if someone used that? Like, I don't know what to do then. You'd use that deer. Glenn Close around naked? Style on you. We just roll around <laughs> naked then? What do you do? A fair fight. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, Danny says a fair fight for Tommy would be Kirk Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Dead Men Walking. It was Bad Boys. That's the prison movie. Here's, bad Boys? Oh, okay. Here's the one you would want me to fight, Travis. It's, it's John Voight. John Voight. Oh, yes. That's yes. the one you, you yes. would want me. To, yes. You would you would root for me in that instance. I want uh, slamming coffee against a radio station wall, Chris Gardner, on that one. <laughs> that only happened once? Why'd you do that? Because <laughs> uh, Frank Cusimano makes poor arguments and tries to rig the argument in his favor, and I called him out on it, and we started yelling at each other in a back room, and next thing you know, my coffee went against the wall. It was cleaned up afterwards. Just like you would clean up the blood of John Voight after you kill him. <laughs> Guys, what if I fought uh, John Lovett? Mm-mm. It stinks. Don't be, don't be rude. Yeah, it uh, sucks, Chris. Stop oh, it. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, Duh. What? Any others you want to uh, you want to throw hands with Gardner? No, not really. Putting that list out there, not a bad list. You don't have any. You have like I feel personal like acts the most. of the grind. Um, Rob Lowe. I kick Rob Lowe's ass. Ooh. I think he might put it on you, man. Uh, Rob Lowe will destroy no. you. No, I would kick Rob <laughs> Lowe's ass. He will destroy ass. you. Have you, no. you? Man, you haven't seen those muscles in person. They're uh, okay. They're the rough. Biggest, the biggest low apologist of a 21-year-old male I know. <laughs> Speaking of Frank. <laughs> I know that's a very narrow group. Speaking of Very Frank, narrow. Would you outlast Rick Pitino, Gardner? Ah, uh, man. Ooh. I would hope so. What's he good for? Three seconds? It was 15 seconds, and then it, like he described it in testimony and dribbled down his leg. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, there it is. I want to see Chris fight uh, John Hamm. John Hamm. No, you. John I want to see you fight John Hamm. Me versus John Hamm. Because I know you'd lose, mm. and that would be very cool to see you lose to the guy from Mad Men. Yeah. I'd take a, I'd take a boot to the mouth from John Hamm. People pay for that. Brian Cranston. <laughs> he'd also... Brian Cranston, but can he be the guy from the wheelchair movie with Kevin Hart? Yeah, he'd still kill you. <laughs> what, was it mind powers? Yes. Okay, got it. He'd throw a fork at you. He certainly, well, he'd tell some, He'd throw, tell Kevin Hart to throw the fork at me. Right? Imagine losing a physical fight. Imagine losing a physical fight to Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, he's not small. Maybe he put some hands on some people back in the day. No, he for sure did. Some little, very small hands. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you yeah, think our pre- I, I think we've said this before. I would love to see more physical activities out of our presidential candidates, and I would love to see maybe we need to uh, create a like a battle royale for think about the your candidates, candidates dude. One candidate enters. <laughs> okay, maybe like American Gladiator style. Then how about they have to go through an obstacle course 
That dude and with the eye patch like, down in Texas will just be the president tomorrow. Then you're, you're none of your your old fair, ass, eh? your, your old ass candidates have no no chance. That's I, that's I look, that's the way that it works. So be it. So says Emperor Terrell. Okay, Beto O'Rourke will drum everybody <laughs> to death. Man, <laughs> Beto would try and say he's like I'm a pacifist. Like sorry, dude, you still get it. So wait, so why is John Hamm gonna tune me up? Because look at him and look at you. It doesn't, Damn! That doesn't have anything to do I with just, fighting. I think you just he, wanted to insult look, me, John Ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think John Ham looks I like he just wanted to. I think he just wanted to say that I, I look terrible. Well, yeah, because yeah, I'm a bad yeah, person, you know. Well, that's true. There it is. <laughs> you know, uh, callbacks the rest look of the show. At, look at John Ham. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's he, looking at you two, John Ham will win. Yeah, but but we're looking at a certain formula here. Yeah. Tommy, okay. the person has to be 31 years older than you that you're yeah. challenging. I'm not 31 years. You can't, years. Just, you can't I could take John Hamm. Fighters. Of course you could. I could take John Ham. Yeah, of course. Do you think so? All yeah. you have to do is take your wheelchair, Tommy. What's the point? I, I'd be like, stop, stop, this hurts. I got a heart condition. And he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't. And I'd throat punch him. How would you throw a punch him? Throw that punch again, Tommy? <laughs> oh. mm. I'd snake him in the throat. Let's the, make the sound. I, though, I'm not me? comfortable with you ta- saying you're gonna snake men in the throat. Like, I mean, if that's your choice, that's your choice. But you keep saying you want to. <laughs> what happened to that? Was it the under punch? What did you call that? The yeah. one thing. Um, Do we feel like Wait, this so is a good show today? <laughs> no. You know, show, show Travis again. Pow, you, you punch and then you punch. So they they like oof, and they reach up here and then you go for the stomach. And then then you ever snake? punch anyone in the stomach? No. Uh, how's that follow through go? <laughs> what if they just kind of flex a little hard and your hand goes? Nying. It's gonna do that <laughs> anyway. It's <laughs> a very disheartening feeling. You hit somebody with all you got, and it's just kind of like. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to punch me in the stomach? Tommy? I kind of want to. We have cameras and we have two people. It's just the problem is he's gonna. No, let's do it. We're already there with yeah, the show. No, uh, no, no, he's gonna sprain yeah, his wrist. All right, here we go, this Tommy. Happens. Let's see you punch well, Gardner in okay. the throat so, in the so, stomach. So. So You're going to take a punch gonna, to this? <laughs> I don't want to participate in this. I, the, these two are independent contractors, not acting uh, <laughs> under Midcoast Media. These are making, no one is encouraging you to do this. I can't physically stop you. This is going <laughs> to. Okay, here we go. Nope, Chris, they're already doing stop it. Stop it. Do it. They're independent contractors. Let them fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't hurt yourself. I'm not condoning this. See what I'm talking about? His wrist is now sprained. <laughs> <laughs> we went full FM morning show zoo. Oh, oh, Look how red Gardner is. Teresa wants to, wants Tommy to fight Rogan now. <laughs> Ooh, he is your 31. He's 31 years your senior. Is he really? About. Oh, all right. I can take him. Oh, hey God, Travis, no, I want to apologize. If we represent St. Louis, then everything you've been saying is right. I'm sorry. It happens. I, I've already explained it to everyone here. It's no big deal. Tommy Ooh. is going to come in tomorrow with gauze around his wrist. No, I kind of held back. Oh, now he's holding back. Don't play this game. How bad did it hurt? It didn't even move his stomach. I mean, I felt it. That man hasn't done a physical activity and smokes nine packs of cigarettes a day. (laughs) And you think you can take Joe Rogan. I I want some clarity here. I want some reality injected into the situation. There's going to be some bruising. Have you guys seen Gollum fight in Lord of the Rings? (laughs) 
Doesn't he bite a finger off? Yeah, that's my style. Yeah, that's right. Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy lures you in with, uh, you know, he throws a light punch, and you're like, oh, I've got this guy, and then those hands get near the mouth. Why you're over. gnawing you gotta, on my you gotta, hand. You got to punt, and I grab your foot, and I crawl up you. <laughs> I think, actually, you should you should fight with hand puppets. That should be your thing. It would freak people out. Like, whoa, mm, like, that would be, now that's a good use of puppets. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Like we're that. two puppets on either hand, and they fought with their arms. What if they had, like, yeah. they were the punching ones? I'll just move my fingers for their arms. I don't know if you've got the graphic, but the only thing funnier than this will be Southtown Pub this Thursday night. Yeah, Eight it's, o'clock it's doors. around here somewhere. Oh, wait, <laughs> no. Night. I don't have that one. I Southtown Pub. No big deal. We've got a great show planned for this Thursday. Wonderful lineup. Once again, John Vinagoni headlining. Come out, Ooh. see Will O'Donnell, our, uh, a bunch of our friends on the, uh, the list. You can uh, come out, say hello. Southtown Pub this Thursday, 8 o'clock. We've got comedy just for you and yours. Travis, uh, how do we feel about that punch Tommy just threw? Travis, I'm need a I'm need a Max Kellerman breakdown of what just happened. Well, at least Tommy didn't fall over. I think he was clearly had a nice sound base. Um, it, it looked like he was on target. Mm-hmm. And it's a start. I, I think Tommy has to be aware that when he does get into a physical altercation, the person that he's going to go up against isn't going to be standing still with their most vulnerable parts of their body exposed but it's it's good to see that tommy that. has some strength i mean gardner is pretty red at the moment so either he's red from laughing hysterically at your weak ass punch or he's in mild pain at the moment so you, um, you created am, some of it's a blood pressure issue. it could be blood pressure i am going i'm looking for a, a what is it called a pcp Okay, not uh, a PCP. You don't want to do PCP, bud. Well, uh, I'm looking for I a new... I didn't know fi- you like to get wet, I'm looking Gardner? for a new visit physician. I need a new physician. Primary mm. care visit, okay. Yeah, so it is a PCP. Primary care physician. Mm. I, I don't I'm going to get a wellness checkup. Yeah, you might need one after that devastating hit you just took. Yeah, so I probably took it at the right time because mm. I'm planning a doctor's visit anyway. Just go to anyway. take care clinic. Well, I don't know what that is. Never probably mind. getting shut down. That <laughs> thing at Walgreens. Yeah. Oh. Well, there you go. So we've got Farrah Fowl. We've got a melee. We've got a, an intern that punches the uh, producer. We've got a great hey, show so far. Hey, he consented to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. And it had nothing to do with the uh, company who runs the studio. So there's that. Travis, uh, you did survive the Manhattan helicopter crash. What was that like, actually, being uh, around the area? It seemed like it could be It's pretty terrifying not being from there, and then all of a sudden all kinds of weird memories pop up. But any, uh, was there any excitement or uh, in a negative manner? around it yesterday a lot of people were it was uh during the middle of the day so it fortunately there wasn't a ton of traffic and and the incident took place on top of the skyscraper and it was unfortunately just uh the one person who passed was the pilot uh they evacuated a few of the buildings around the crash um, but no one else was hurt uh, everyone was uh, fairly safe. Uh, but one fascinating thing, I guess, about New York is that um, once it's basically understood that it was was it terrorism related, uh, everyone goes back to their business. Um, and it doesn't mean that people lack empathy because it was a tragic loss of life. But the the, the mindset, and you certainly understand it. Uh, you know, 18 years after 9/11, that uh, people just want to know that it isn't terrorism related. They just wanna be sure that it's not. So you'll, there's that brief pause when something like this type of story breaks, that's where the city doesn't go on edge, but everyone kind of 
slows down and they actually pay attention to the news ever so briefly. Um, but then once they realize they kind of get the all clear, everyone goes back to it. So for me, it was interesting because I was literally coming in from Brooklyn and my stop is on 7th. And so um, I immediately started texting family and friends just to let them know that, you know, I wasn't anywhere near the area because you just never know. And, you know, when people get news like that, they tend to worry. But it was a it was sort of surreal. It was very different. The reaction I, I didn't. I didn't know how to react at first because I also was like, hey, I was kind of taking the lead of everybody else around me, essentially. I was like, if you guys start to panic, then maybe I should. But I think everybody was in a wait and see. And once the, I believe the police chief here in New York explained that it was an accident, uh, they're still trying to figure out what specifically happened. But once they basically ruled out terrorism, everybody kind of went back about their business. Yeah, it's one of those things, too, whenever you're dealing with relatives or just people that are in the know or not so much in the know about where you are geographically. It's almost uh, whenever the uh, Ferguson protests were going on, everyone from anywhere outside of St. Louis assumed the entire city of St. Louis was just burning to the ground because of all the sensationalism that was happening around it. I'll just never forget that where people are like, are you okay? What's going on? I'm like, my downtown apartment, I'm like, I'm going to go walk my dogs and then I'll have lunch at the Ferguson brewery tomorrow like what do you want like people just assume the worst and whenever they hear an area and they don't do any math on proximity or anything else like that well yeah when it's like I said when there's anything a type of crash or explosion or something of that magnitude here in New York uh, everyone uh, waits on pins and needles even the folks in Washington uh, the president even tweeting about it like it's, it's New York is a city that uh, for obvious reasons that if there is an incident like that, everybody kind of stops and waits because it's very, very serious up here. We've talked about it before. Uh, the NYPD here is sort of kind of like a mini army. They have a lot of protocols currently in place uh, that no other city in America has. They, they essentially have, in some respect, first strike capabilities uh, to defend the city in the midst of a terrorist attack and so they put a lot of money for obvious reasons into making sure you know this city is safe uh and they're prepared for any type of potential terrorist attack so uh this was kind of a you know i wouldn't say a dress rehearsal but when something like this does happen here in the city all hands are on deck and everyone's on standby because it's New York. That's just the way that it is, and it will probably be forever for this city. And the strangest one that I remember, especially after the fact, I, I wanted to look up the, the year because I couldn't remember the year exactly. It was 2006 with Corey Lytle, the former Yankees Yes, pitcher, his plane crashed. Or his plane mm -hmm. crashed into That's an right. apartment building, and he had another passenger on there too. Like it was a, there was, looked like there was a wind issue, and it kind of pulled their mm -hmm. plane into the butt. It was a plane and going into a building, and that was – and then you find out the details afterwards, and that story just became weird because right. it involved like a you know major league baseball pitcher. Yeah. Uh, so that was like the the one that you talk about the surreality of for a little bit of it for you yesterday. I think that that one right there, just the once you realize part of the story to it, you're like, this is really weird, and mm -hmm. how does this get handled or whatnot? So to back it up, is, it is very surreal. Oh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. No, no, no go thought. ahead. No, I was going to say I had the opportunity um, to talk with a couple fellows 
who are from New York and who were in New York, of course, when uh, 9-11 took place. So even just to hear some of their stories being in the city and then being here in New York, when you see Freedom Tower now, where the towers, the two twin towers used to stand, it's still, uh, it's kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's still very surreal to see it now and knowing that the tower stood there because it hovers over the entire island. And it's it's kind of a weird shadow. And I think it's a constant reminder to a lot yeah. of people who are in the city to always be on guard, be alert. There are signs all over the city list letting everybody know to to be smart and be aware of your surroundings. And it's, uh, again, it's just yesterday one of those things that kind of briefly takes New Yorkers out of their comfort. Because I've said this several times already, just being here almost a month and a half, is that um, New Yorkers are all about their business. Their heads are down. They're just going to work, going home, taking care of their families. But these, this is the one of the few moments where people will stop for more than a minute and just think about what's going on for a moment and where their loved ones are. And you kind of got that for a brief moment yesterday in New York. Uh, to back up Travis's uh, point he made, I just remembered uh, hearing this uh, on a podcast or something, but uh, uh, some numbers for you. NYPD staffs roughly 55,000 employees, roughly 72% of that uniformed officers. When you compare that to the rest of the world, NYPD ranks number 65 as of 2018 in sheer manpower. And uh, for perspective, 133 recognized countries in the world. <laughs> Their naval fleet, bigger than most countries in the entire planet. Uh, and if you didn't know that, they do have uh, their own Navy uh, naval fleet, uh, and the NYPD detectives interrogate terrorists as well. So they um, and th- there is a I don't know if it's ever been officially confirmed. Yep, I don't know if it's ever been officially confirmed, but there is a, there was a rumor that they have also their own predator drones. They have the capability. To not just, of course, surveillance drones, but they have the ability to take out a target if need be. That's the rumor that they have a predator drone. They're the only police force in the country that has that capability because they don't. The way it was explained to me is that in the event there is something serious and pertinent, you're, you're not going to always be able to have the government the federal government on standby immediately to respond. And so they've kind of given a little bit of leeway to the NYPD to make a decision if need be. And Travis, you ever flown a drone? We had, we, uh, this we, is, yeah, I've had, yeah, we uh, had, we had a dead serious one when we were in Honduras and we had a big case for, we had to travel internationally with it too. Yeah. And, uh, that was fun <laughs> having Honduran officials, uh, look through that. But, uh, it's, it's like it's those. It, did you ever take like tech classes or anything like that? Uh-huh. It's like those RC simulators. That's, yeah. that's all it is. The the one I I've only tried one once and it was difficult. And maybe it wasn't you know maybe the better they get the easier they are to fly. I don't know. Um, I always wondered what skills those guys have that are flying stuff like that. Those are that's the new those are new pilots. Like yeah. at the highest levels, I mean, it's, you would have pilot training. I would think. But I, I w- I'm just wondering, like, are those skills interchangeable, I guess? Or, or are they different even, too? Because I, I would think... I would imagine they're getting some of those kids from the gaming community, wouldn't you think? No doubt. Yeah, not, that, you look that's at why it I'm their, asking. Look at I'm, it in their marketing. Because yeah. I'm not necessarily thinking that, like, those the skills for those occupations or whatever you want to say they are, uh, like a pilot and someone who flies a drone, are necessarily the same skills. 
So right. uh, there's some similarities, obviously, because you're flying something, but those skills uh, might not be the same. That's why I'm curious. You yeah, I've heard things about uh, the universe. I heard about the Department of Defense uh, showing up at some of these gaming events. I've heard about them recruiting, you know, people who are very, you know, great hand-eye coordination. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys, successful gamers. I've heard about the Department of Defense, you know, basically recruiting them to be a part of some of their drone programs. Does Ninja fly drones? That's what we need to find out now. Does Ninja fly drones? No. I, I think if the United, uh, the United States uh, military could pay him more than what he's making, I'm sure he would. You know what you uh, do? But, Probably too high profile. <laughs> you know, you yeah, know I'm about you, to say, I don't think you can afford Ninja. That's the perfect cover. Uh, you know where you recruit now is you go, True. now that there are club teams with colleges and universities, that's where you go. You keep an eye on them. Very mm -hmm. true. Very that's true. That's how this works. Yeah, very true. Yeah, it's this. It's, it's, here's the thing. I'm with Tommy on that one. I think... If there's a skill that I'm upset that I've lost over the years, it's my ability to play video games. I'm terrible. Really? I'm really bad at them. I'm good at the new Spider-Man game, and that's about it. That's like, and that's kind of like a, a six out of ten. I'm just bad. Which Which one do you wish you were really good at? Sex or video games? Video games. Oh, that was kind of a weird add in there, but video games. Fair question. Yeah. You don't have to do the work in the other one. You don't have Jesus to. Jesus Christ. He's got a heart condition, Travis. <laughs> that's the best lazy dude. Uh, if you're good at That's the best lazy dude exercise ever. It's like, sorry, babe. <laughs> heart, <laughs> heart condition. Gonna just, have to, heart gonna condition. just have to lay here. If you're good at video games or something, girls come to you, and then you don't have to do the work. It's fine. Girls or guys. Uh -huh. You don't what? have to do the work, man. Well, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, we'll that's be joined by Circus yeah. Floor in sorry. just a few minutes, so I'm let's get it out now. Know. Uh, yeah, and they and Chris is right about the naval fleet thing. I actually got a chance to see it, and we'll talk about it during my review. I got to see some of that over the weekend. The uh, NYPD uh, naval capabilities—it's pretty intense and impressive. And I think I've said this before on the show that I feel like there's a large precinct, like every six blocks in New York, and they're massive. They're not like the the police stations that you normally see. These things are many forts it's it's intense how crazy the nypd is here so wait so were you like trying to go out for a swim and they saved you like what happened what, what were you doing no but what I, were you doing nosing around the fleet i was i was watching the whites uh do the what's the the, the sea dudes and the jet skis they were doing that on the river i had i've never seen it on the river and it was pretty intense because you know, of course, the, the river empties out into the Atlantic Ocean. And so there are like massive cruise lines on this same waterfront. So you have people on jet skis literally zipping by these 100 foot yachts and cruise ships. And you're like, somebody's going to die here soon, right? It's mm -hmm. just incredibly, it's like this massive river and this massive body of ocean. And it's got these huge naval ships and cruise ships and these ports. And you got a bunch of bros on Cedars. Oh, I was that guy once. You were a, you were a jet ski guy. Well, we we would um, go on the river, and we would it'd be a combination of a speedboat and jet skis that we would use, and we would go to the confluence sometimes. And there's that's you're gonna find bigger boats in that area. Can't wait to see him jet so, ski on the river to pair. Uh, we'll get there, my <laughs> friends. We will get there. But uh, yes. but I don't think I've been since an Asian carp jumped out of the water 
as I was driving the boat. I was driving the boat, and a friend was on like a boogie board behind, and I wasn't going extremely fast. But you know, you, you drive the boat and you attach the emergency cord to the to the ignition or whatever, so that if you fall, it shuts off the engine. And never and so that was in play here because as I'm making a turn, my friend's on back, mind you, and there's another friend in the back seat. The carp jumps out of the water, smacks me in my left eye, <laughs> jumps right into my face. It like stuns me so much that I let go of the wheel, fall back. Jesus took the wheel to the back of the boat, land on my friend's lap, so the engine goes off. My friend uh, falls off the board on back. The boat's just you know drifting at this point, and the carp, which is about Oh my God! It was about it was pretty big about I'm that. I'm so big. mad YouTube wasn't a thing then. Um, it's flopping around in the boat as I'm sitting on my friend's lap, and I'm just like, we, we just grab it and throw it out, and we're like, "What the f just happened?" And so we're all stunned in that. I ended up getting a black eye from this oh, wow. fish <laughs> jumping out of the river and into my face, and I don't think I've been back on the river, and that's been a good, that's ten years at least. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, mm. So I've never, really, I've never really been in a fight, but I've been, yeah. like I said before, I've been hit before. I included Asian carp in that, too. I am not a fan <laughs> of the Asian carp. Not many people are. I am included in that, and I have good reason. I, he, better, better animal story, being thrown from a horse or hit in the face <laughs> by an Asian carp. I think an Asian carp takes mine's the cake. Just, mine's just weird. That's amazing. And... Who would have thought that that carp's ancestors that were mm. in Asia, that thing ended mm. up in the middle of Missouri and slapped you in the face. Well, like, and you know why they end up here is because of the flooding. Yeah. That's, it was from 93. Is that what it was? That's what a lot of it is because they were in certain like treatment areas. They were oh, used to eat off certain right. things because they're a predatory oh, fish. Yeah. And so when I it see. flooded in those areas, they get out and then they get into other places. So, oh, okay. So that's how a lot of this happened. And they are predatory, and they repopulate, and they go, like, I mean, Creefcore Lake had to clear them out last year. Yeah. They had to, they had to shut down the lake so wait, to, for two weeks to clear them out. Screw this carte blanche oh, wow. and uh, scooter gang thing. Take up umbrage with the no, with the I'm Asian I'm scared of society. them. Under, like, hey. I don't want to go. I don't want to face. I don't know you're, if I want to face that you're fear. You're scared of these? They hit me in the face, yeah, Tommy. Okay. So would you rather face a bear-sized uh -oh. carp Ooh. or a carp-sized bear? Ooh, great question. Great question. That's a good question. That is good. That's pretty intense. You're going to have to change the oh, melee on this thing. one, boys. Like a bear-sized carp, I think, is going to do more. If it hits, like it could knock me eat, out. It could break my, or it could break, if it jumps out of the river and hits me while I'm like no, driving a boat, it'll break my neck. No, you're both swimming and you got, you got a knife. But it might drown me? So I could end up Ooh, drowning? That doesn't that's sound good. Think about that part. Like, I, 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 no, I, I would have to hopefully float. So you'd rather fight a bear size than a carp. Wait, uh, a I just want to hear say, carp. I just I'd rather hear... find a carp, fight a carp-sized bear, because just of the size, I think I might have a better chance. So can you tell me? Can you can you say I would rather fight a bear than a carp? No. I just want to hear you say that. No, one. I won't I, give you that. All right, Aunt Gardner. Because I think. Hmm. 
<laughs> what are you? You're picking on me, and you hit me today. You, yeah, you, it's a lot going your on. Your case about being a, you said a nice it was okay. person. Yeah, doing. you're projecting you said it was okay. now. Yeah. You're projecting. You said it was okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm rolling was... in here in a wheelchair tomorrow. How are you gonna feel about that? I'll feel like oh, you're boy. picking being in a wheelchair. I don't know. You you drop that devastating punch on him. That maybe that'll uh, maybe yeah. that did it. Maybe, maybe I have to now. You've made Tommy leave I'll the studio. I'll be right back. Oh, oh wow. Oh. Uh, it's a good time to tell you about St. Louis Counseling Services. They offer counseling services to everyone in the greater St. Louis area. They've been doing so since 1955. They have a podcast, Mental Health Matters, that they, uh, they speak to very interesting guests on each and every week. They provide tips for mental health and infusing better practices into your life to improve your mental health. Break down the stigma. Reach out to St. Louis Counseling if you're looking for uh, business services, individuals. They help schools out. They help people in the, uh, in the general St. Louis area. And they are here for you and yours today. That's right. St. Louis Counseling Services. StLouisCounseling.org is where you find them online. And again, download the podcast each and every week. We, we record it here right at Mid-Coast, Mid-Coast Studios. And uh, Tom Duff hosts it. And it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing to uh, download and check out. Uh, joining us in the studio, we have uh, a couple of folks from Circus Flora jumping in, jumping on the mics. Good morning, everybody. How we doing? What's going on? Great. Good yeah, morning. I was going to say, so nice to have you all here. We've got a uh, huge 33rd season. Is that right? I'm yeah. going to be 35 yeah. this week, so 33. We're getting similar numbers in that so i don't know if that's a good Almost thing or a bad thing there. yeah it's kind of working its way in there so we're here in midtown grand center you guys do this right down the street at the big top uh tell me a little bit about circus floor what what what's the elevator pitch to get somebody to come out to hang out we always see it and it looks like there's a lot going on uh, again opening night saturday june 8th at uh 7 p.m Give me the elevator pitch for Circus Floor. What's happening? Right, yeah. So uh, this year we have our 33rd season production, which mm -hmm. is called The Caper in Aisle 6. So What's going on there? Oh. Well, there's some issues in Aisle 6. Aisle 6 is a problematic aisle at times. Absolutely. And there's capers abound. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> so that's the theme this year, or the uh, the title, I guess, whatever we're pushing? Yes, Okay. Completely. So every year we have it all new original show there's Absolutely. live music everything's different so if you've come once if you've come 20 times it's going to be something different very something exciting yeah. travis uh is joining us live from new york so you've got a don't be afraid i'm not a freak in a tv screen but hello ladies <laughs> how are you not today? just a, uh not just uh just chiming in here and there he's a co-host he's in brooklyn currently brooklyn. travis this is, uh, this is something that a lot of people ask. They hear circus, and then they immediately go, are there elephants? Like, what's going on? For those who haven't attended, what can we expect? Well, we're named after an elephant, Flora, but of course sure. she's retired. So um, we don't have elephants right now. We stick with domestic animals. Yeah. But you will see animals. You will see animals. They're oftentimes people's favorite part of our Isn't show. Isn't that you have all these performers that have busted their tail all these years and you just bring a puppy in and it's all it's, true. it's all it's about true. the puppy. No, so what Basically. kind of what kind of domestic animals are involved? We have um so we have an act called um hog diggity dog. I've seen and this hog featured. Yeah, there's yes. there's two hogs. Okay. And then there's how many dogs? There's these beautiful black and white poodles. Party poodles. Party yeah. poodles. That's what they're called. Party yeah. poodles. Oh and then um a Pomera a Pomeranian <laughs> 
and a couple little terriers, and they're Very hilarious. Very nice. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. And that goes along with the acrobats, aerialists, and everybody else that's participating. Many humans. Well, and then also the Pomeranian we horses. Oh, horses as well. Yes, mm -hmm. and Shorty the donkey, and also we have our rooster. Do you see Travis? Show many times. <laughs> Shorty okay. the donkey. We sold you with that. Shorty the donkey. I want to hear more about Shorty the donkey. <laughs> what, what's, what's the story on the donkey? Yeah, he's getting a flight. He's adorable, and he makes, um, on cue, he makes the loudest bray you have ever heard. It sounds like he's mic'd, but he's not. He's amazing. And he loves okay. popcorn. I'm heading to JFK right now. <laughs> Get down I told here. you. <laughs> Uh, so you guys did a peanut-free preview night last week. We've got little top performances uh, tomorrow, the 19th and the 26th, and that's for uh, kids or kids at heart. Is that how we're well, how we're pushing it? The little top is a shorter show. Sure. So it's about an hour. Our regular show is closer to two hours, a little bit over if you include the intermissions. But this way, so um, we have a lot of different groups that come. So younger kids often that maybe can't last through a two-hour show. Right, that's asking a lot. I, Travis would get on his phone halfway through. He's got to check his Twitter, so maybe that's the best, uh, <laughs> that's the best for, formula for it. It feels like you all do a lot to uh, mold the show for the audience, and you've got, you've got some special shows. I, I saw the Peanut Free. There's right. sensory-specific shows. That's really a cool thing that you all can do that and uh, kind of open up the doors to everyone, right? Right, yeah. So I think one of the things that's pretty special about Circus Floor is we're a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. So um, we're in the community year-round, but also during our production run, which is June 6th through June 30th this yeah. year, um, we try to do special engagements. So um, Sensory Friendly, which is coming up on the 20th, we have um, uh, also audio description during that show for people with visual impairment. So we, you know, Circus is for everybody. We try to make it accessible in any way we can and, you know, invite other audiences. Very yeah, nice. Well. Do, yeah. do people uh, do people typically behave at these things, or do they do they want to be part of the? How do we keep the crowd away from uh, the performers and, and vice Well, person? actually, <laughs> circus is always involves the audience. Yeah, yeah. So there are some audience volunteer moments. Gardner, can we get you a top hat and a uh, maybe a wand of some sort? Get you involved Ooh, in this? I don't know. No. Um, what well, what I was thinking is, I know we do the Travu. Right, Travis? Travis tra mm -hmm. reviews something every week. What we might have to do yeah. while he's gone is we might have to bring, I don't know where Tommy's over there, our intern Tommy, where he went. We might have to bring Tommy over to Circus Flora and have him just review the circus. I mean, Tommy's a younger Gotta fella, too. He's light. Could we get a, could he ride a Pomeranian or something? <laughs> well, um, actually, could. one thing he could do is right next to our site, we have Circus Harmony has a flying trapeze set up. Oh, yes. Right, right. So now we're talking. before the show, an hour before the show, oh an hour God. after the show, people can come. Do and you understand? We will actually trapeze. send him over there. Yeah. Oh, please bucks. do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please do. And then have him fly the trapeze and then come and see the show. I think that's the play. Yeah. We'll set this up. We'll, we'll make, make this up. We owe you a consulting yeah. fee for this. Like, that's a great idea. Thanks. I think this is going to be a nice segment. Yeah. We can make that so happen. Too. Typically, I would assume most of your performers put in like, what, 20, 30 years of hard work and training. But I think we get the intern going and a couple hours of uh, just some pep talking. We can get him going, right? Throw him right up there. It's yeah. yeah. No yeah, training no, needed. No worries. I think that's a good plan. 
Uh, you guys can get tickets for Circus Flora online. What's the best way to shoot people? I know they're through Metro Ticks. Uh, should we just go to the website, learn a little bit about it, grab the tickets? Is there a exactly. special way you want people to purchase tickets? Go, go to our website, yeah, yeah. circusflora.org. You can call Metro Ticks also, but certainly um, the website is the place to get all the information. Well, we're excited to have you. I know you're, uh, you're here every year, and it's... Uh, very, very, very special thing to have in the uh, Grand Center area. So keep up the great work. We really appreciate you coming by, too. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having it's, us. Uh, it's We Are Live, and uh, Travis is in New York. We're going to take a quick break and be back on the other side with the smoothest man in town, Matt Bosler, everybody.